0: My mother always told me that if I didn't have anything nice to say, then I shouldn't say anything at all. But here goes nothing. Sorry, Mom. Somehow I managed to rewatch this movie. We open with Kylo Ren on some planet, killing some people and then flying off. We have Finn, Poe, and some other random rebels. Oh, sorry, Resistance Fighter, skipping around. Which, as a side note, I'm not even against light speed skipping, but this whole sequence sets up for how the rest of the film is going to go. For the next 10 hours, we're going to be hopping from place to place, collecting thing, looking at a thing, killing a character, resurrecting that character with nothing but brief looks at Raylo in between. Also, Raylo is a word according to Google Docs. So um, good for the fandom, I guess. I like J.J. Abrams. I'm a fan of most of his work. I also think the acting affects the music all of the usual stuff here was great. If anyone who worked on this film is listening, I think you did a great job. The film's coffin was nailed shut before it was even a thought in someone's head. How? Because it wasn't even a thought until two years before it came out. It was rushed out via the big Hollywood machine. Let's just make it a sloppy fetch quest Bring Palpatine back, undo everything from the last film, and let's wrap up this bad boy so we can move on. It was deep pockets, fandom, and a lack of vision that killed this movie, and the whole effing franchise with it.
1: Like, this movie is basically like watching a Star Wars porno, right? Like, it is just (laughs) fandom scenes with like loose and sloppy dialogue in between right like the story's right. not important here it's yeah. all about giving fan service maximizing fan service and making people feel good
0: if you want the right? story you'll have to read the novelization like if it if if you want to know anything that's going on mm-hmm. like this is and we always talk about star wars you know oh it's a kids movie like you know you're not supposed to overanalyze it okay Well, the problem is, in a kid's movie, they explain what's going on. In this movie, I can't imagine being a kid. We've talked about this before. When we were kids watching Star Wars movies, we were like, Dad, what's this? Dad, what's that? But this movie, I can't imagine being a kid. Hey, Dad, who are these people Kylo Ren's killing? I don't know, son. You don't know anything. The adults don't know anything. There's nothing to explain. (laughs) It's like, ah, those are people... You know, read the novelization, son. I'll will read it. That'll be your bedtime story, right? Like, none of it, none of it makes any sense because there's no room to breathe. And I I have heard that apparently it was requested that they get an extra movie to to finish up the the sequels, right? But they they were denied. It was like, no, you're finishing this up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this. This was the weirdest time for Star Wars. What what's weird about it too, actually, we were talking about this off mic before we recorded, is how it ends, is and and how Game of Thrones ends as well. And how Benioff and Weiss were supposed to like do a Star Wars project, but then after after I guess the the failure of this movie and then the failure of season seven and eight of Game of Thrones, they that project was just like canceled. It just never happened. And, uh, and I think they suffer from the same problem. They f- suffer from trying to rush to the finish line, just wrap it up so that we can move on to the next thing, right? Star Wars, when this was happening, they canceled all the rest of the projects. They said, yep, no more, no solo uh, series, no like trilogy of Star Wars underworld films. Like we're not doing that anymore. They canceled everything, and, and it, it's because they rushed to the finish line. Like, let your story breathe a little bit.
1: Well, I think, like, they, you can tell that they didn't have an overarching story. And I know there's some things, like, in, even in the original trilogy that were kind of thrown in last minute. But Lucas had this overarching idea of a story. And so, yeah, there were some kind of tiny turns and tweaks throughout it. But he had the overall concept already in his brain, I think. Right, he had written so much about this story told in nine parts, or whatever. Like he had a at least a loose outline. This one doesn't even seem to have a loose outline. It's like three yeah. separate movies with the same people. It's not the same story.
0: Not at all. But yeah. the but the movie tries to tell you that it's the same yeah, story. That it is. Yeah. Right. Like it, it talks like it's the same story. It says it's the same story, but it doesn't look like it. It doesn't feel like it. There's conflicting messages because in the last one, apparently you can be a nobody. But now it's like, actually, you can't be a nobody. They take out Rose completely. They're just like, "Uh, no, you can just have a couple lines of dialogue. Like, you're not a character anymore. We don't want nobodies in here. And then they even like this other stormtrooper girl defective person who they meet on Endor or whatever it is, even she's not a nobody. Turns out she's Lando's daughter. You know, it's like... Yeah. No, don't like,
1: they have a conversation where they find... Where they make it clear that she's not, like, their last conversation?
0: No, it's at the end when uh, when he's like, he's like, who's your family? And then, that's my Lando impression, and then she's like, nobody, I don't have a family. And then he's like, well, why don't we find out? And it has, like... It seems like a little bit sexual, but then turns out that's his daughter. Like, I think that's official. I think that's actually, like, real. Um, So she's not even a nobody. This random person they meet on a random planet isn't even nobody. There's, like, her and Finn have, like, a weird romance. And then is is going on. That's, like, really going. And then they bring in the Knights of Ren because they were completely snubbed in the last film, but the Knights of Ren don't do anything. And then they're like, it's all a mess.
1: I think like Raylo is like the worst like online dating story ever told, because the thing <laughs> I think that's really amazing about these two is that they really, other than having a lightsaber fight and, and her watching him kill his father and by extension, like her father figure, they have not physically interacted Oh, and then they kill a bunch of other people. But they have no, like, scenes together. So there's no reason that you'd think they'd... Like, why does she care about him? Why does she think she can redeem him? Why does she been, even care about they, redeeming they've him? They've been
0: Skyping for a few months.
1: Like, that Skyping through the forest, right? Like, it's just like, this is so... I, I'm not buying into this. And I don't think anybody else is buying into
0: it. And I, th- I think they could have done it. Like, I, I think if she went... Like, if she went with Kylo Ren... In the last movie, or something, mm-hmm. you know, and they had this like kind of gray area force user party together. Mm-hmm. Cool, right? Mm-hmm. I think that could have been rad, but they did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing with it. And then at the end, she like heals him. And then I actually, okay, one scene that I did enjoy was when Han like came and talked. To yeah. Him. In his head, like I, I, I actually really enjoyed that. I know some people were like, "Oh well, he's not a force ghost; like he can't come back." It's in his head. It's, it's, you know, it's a manifestation of, you know, what he wishes his relationship would have been like with his dad, mm-hmm. and his dad coming and talking him through something that's tough. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. I loved that.
1: Oh, I love it. That's like I think they're. We can kick that off, but what I'd say is the upside for this movie is some of these great scenes. So this being one of them, I absolutely love how he touches his son's face and says, I know. And that is like that is like a Star Wars scene on steroids. But it was just so good. It, this is where I'm saying that it, it plays out like a porno because there's nothing leading up to this scene that makes sense and there's nothing afterwards. There's nothing that connects this scene or makes it seem meaningful, but it's like the scene itself is just so good that you're like, this is one of the best Star Wars movies ever. Right,
0: right. right? Y- yeah. Okay, let's, let's talk about the things that didn't make sense. <laughs> um, one thing that I just thought of that's kind of in that same scene is they're all hanging around. They're like, oh, the water's too choppy right now. We can't go out there right now. And then they turn around and Ray's already like in the ocean. Like, <laughs> how do you not notice? It was like a five second conversation. She must have used that force speed. The mm-hmm. only two times force speed shows up yeah. in the nine movies is in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, and, and here when Ray just somehow runs, runs down to the ocean, gets a little, a little, uh, boat. Uh, I forget what you call them. Like it's a canoe. There's a special name for it, but she, and she just like goes off. In Mm -hmm. the water. Also, why is she using a canoe when floating craft, like in the air, are a thing? Uh, Same thing with the treads, the the speeder bikes with treads. Why? Why would you? You have frictionless speeders.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do this? Why would
0: you use treads? Yeah. Like like, (laughs) yes, yes. Because like for real
1: reality, like, we move on to new forms of transportation because they're excessively advantageous over the previous form, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, we use a gas-powered engine because it's more cost-efficient and more sanitary than everybody riding around on horses and pulling things with horses. Right. And pinning up shit off the street all the time, right? (laughs) So it's just obvious that we'd move on to something else, and now we're moving on to battery-powered cars for reasons that are making them more advantageous and fossil too. So if you get to a point where you start having speeders and floating and hovering things, you've left the wheel behind. You would have had to have left the wheel behind.
0: None of it makes sense. <laughs> and so I, I do a lot of world building just for fun. Like that's a hobby I have, I guess something that's talked a lot about a lot in the world building community is you can have ridiculous things, but it has to be internally consistent, right? We know, we know that, you know, we don't have force powers, we can't just pull things around with our minds, and we can't Skype over long distances. But then, but within Star Wars, that makes sense. Like when we're watching these movies, we agree to suspend the disbelief a little bit and say, okay, yeah, like this is a Star Wars film, this makes sense in the context of the universe that that we're enjoying right now. These speeder bikes don't, don't do that. Like, They don't make any sense. And then also that they're amazed that they fly now, that they have jetpacks. It's like, yeah, a lot of people have had jetpacks. Their armor is based on Mandalorian armor, if you trace it back. The Mandalorians use jetpacks. Like, none of this should be that surprising. And also, for some reason, the First Order is just like incredibly well-funded somehow, but it's an illegitimate government. But the... But the Republic's the legit government, but then there's the resistance. Where is the resistance? Is that not part of the Republic? Like, you have are to they read the
1: normalization. There's this falling out when it becomes public knowledge that Princess Leia was the daughter of Darth Vader. And
0: Is that seriously what it is?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's part of it.
0: Oh, brother. Just yeah, say you disavow say. your parents. People yeah. do that all the time. Everybody's parents are idiots in their and own I, way. Like. Well,
1: yeah, funny you bring that i was just reading the this there are three there there are three nephews of adolf hitler so adolf hitler never had his own kids but he had three nephews they all ended up living on long island and they all refused to have children so that the hitler name would die with them
0: that that's like that's like a crazy suicide pact but for but they live
1: like they lived their lives they didn't right 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 homes, yeah they...
0: it's like a genetic suicide pact
1: yeah, so I mean you've got the that this is the fallout from the not close nephews of the worst dictator we know. Right. So an intergalactic dictator's get, right hand. Like like Goebbels.
0: Right, but they all saw what Leia did. <laughs> like there would yeah. there there's a difference. There's a difference between like Hitler and and like Hitler's nephews who I, I don't know anything about them, but if they like worked for Hitler, but then Leia, who literally spent her whole life, she was raised by different people. Like she never met the guy except for when he was torturing her.
1: I yeah, like it, they're filling in holes in a make believe world. Like, but that's the yeah, answer. But it
0: it <laughs> needs internal consistency, and it makes me so sure. mad. Yeah, for sure. And it then. Does uh Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then uh what? Okay. What else did you enjoy about this movie? Was there anything like, else good?
1: Ray standing in front of Kylo Ren's burning ship. I love that scene when yeah. she crash lands on. Did which planet did she go to? October. She went back to Octo, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's standing there in front of the burning. Thai Supreme. Yeah fully loaded meal the fully loaded tie fighter
0: (laughs) with fries on the side
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and she throws a lightsaber in when luke catches it and walks out that's cool but then the discussion they have after the way luke talks he doesn't talk like the second movie happened he's like this is something you shouldn't throw away and it's like but you did
0: right right there's so many things like that that's like f you to episode eight
1: yeah right and uh, Kylo Ren, or sorry, I guess Ben Solo fighting the Knights of Ren was yeah. awesome.
0: That that was cool, but they went out like punks. Yeah,
1: that was lame. But the, like, at least you had the fight scene. I just I like that we got to see him as Ben Solo, and he yeah. he incorporate. He he's got the hair like Luke and Anakin, but he's got the swagger swagger like Han Solo. Right. And yeah. uh, you know, like that was just cool to even if it was like for five minutes, at least we got it. Um, I like the opening ice scene, and I like the light skipping I because the, it yeah. was it was fast and fun. And yeah. then when they come back and they're all yelling at each other for what they did to the ship, or what they let happen to Chewie, or what they let happen to the droid, or yeah, you know, it's like oh, we're getting the fun Star Wars trio bantering dialogue again. This is fun, and it feels right. familiar, and this is great. Yeah. I know they're ham-fisting it because these three people didn't have a relationship in the last movie to speak of. (laughs) And now they're like buddies, but I'm glad that we feel like they're buddies. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right, right. It would have been better if that's how, like, The Force Awakens started. You know, like, oh, okay, they're friends. You know, instead of, like, wait, but they weren't friends in the last movie. This is, like, the next chapter yeah, will we get, yeah. like, an episode 8.5, please, to fill in some of these gaps? Yeah. Like, like, just some they, character development.
1: They should be friends, so I, I will believe that they are friends now because right, I, right. Need them, I need them to be friends so that I
0: don't, like, forsake yeah. the franchise, right? Right,
1: right. Um, so I love that scene, and I remember watching it in the theater and being like, okay, we're home again. Like, yeah. This is what a Star Wars movie should be. Leia reaching out through the forest to save her son, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm torn because how they had to digitally digitally insert Princess Leia in there yeah. was so awkward, but yeah. that scene was so potent. Yeah, that it's almost like
0: worth the trade off. Yeah, yeah. They almost had that in the last movie, though.
1: I know, I know, and yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. I've and yeah. So there, there are a lot of good things about this movie. I mean, like when
1: they go to the other moon of Endor where the remnants of the Death Star are and they're just standing there and you see it. I like that coming full circle moment. Yeah. Yeah. But then they just start introducing more new characters, other person of color. Right.
0: (laughs) Who's who's like, who in order to appease certain audiences who don't approve of interracial marriages, like she's supposed to have a relationship
1: like they're playing the diversity
0: game yeah except you can't mix the diversity
1: yeah right and then when Lando brings in all the ships on Exegol like again that's just another like heartwarming on steroids Disney kind of scene
0: right but there's no substance in between to set it up exactly it's like it's like nobody came to help them in the last movie Mm -hmm. why well um, no, no reason really Uh, lando didn't
1: go get them and then but we find out lando's actually been part of the resistance the whole time
0: right Uh, he's just been waiting on this other planet (laughs) for 40 years (laughs) or like i don't know 20 years 15 years whatever it is he's just like yeah we stopped here and then we just settled in i just stopped i just didn't go go anywhere i would just been living in this hut and then whoa, what oh what do you know you guys showed up here Uh let me take you to ochi's ship Oh! Yeah. Oh no! You fell in a sand trap. Yeah! Wow! <laughs> Which they fall in the sand pit. That was like a very Harry Pottery thing. Like what you're talking about in our last episode we did. Mm-hmm. How it's like starting to become Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. How they fall through the sand pit, and then there's a snake there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then you have to do something, you have to solve the puzzle. Ooh, mm-hmm. it plays like a, one of those video games, like one of those, do you know those, uh, like disc games you put in your PC and then right, yeah, it, yeah. it was like I an know. after school thing and it was like, yeah. solve this puzzle. And it's like five times six, ooh, and then you're <laughs> like five times six. And then it's like, you successfully healed the snake. <laughs> and then the snake moves out of the way and then you can proceed to the yeah, next yeah, level, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh there is a there's a game that we had that I'm I'm thinking of very specifically that reminds me of this, but I forget what it's called, but yeah. No it's
1: And it would be okay for it to lean on Harry Potter and be a remix of Harry Potter because Harry Potter's the like the original movies are based off of Flash Gordon serials.
0: Right. Everything's a remix. It's, it's, it's okay fine it's fine just... to borrow and reuse. I think the idea of the like the horcrux hunting that you brought up, like, you know, that's an interesting idea right Mm -hmm. and you could you could have done that had they had more movies instead of it being this crammed together fetch quest like oh we got ochi's dagger that happens to have the coordinates of of this super secret (laughs) wayfinder (laughs) could you imagine ochi like calls up i'm saying i i hope that's his name because i that's what Mm -hmm. i'm calling him the bounty hunter guy who who killed ray's parents but he like calls up palpatine and he's he's like Hey so uh where where do I find that wayfinder again? Uh yes, it is on your it is on your dagger. If you just pull out the little the little <sighs> hilt thing and then pull it out, and then you have to go to the moon of Endor. Now, I'm pretty sure I got the coordinates right. Hopefully the waves didn't move things around a lot, because I know that there's, like, some crazy storms on that planet. But then you just hold it up just right. And then, oh, she's like, wow, how did you, like, figure all of this out? And he's like, oh, well, I spent months on the planet calculating it out, figuring it out. And, of course, since it's in the Sith language, only I could do that. Oh, wait, just kidding. I have millions of followers with me living on Hexagol for some reason and actually i sent them out <laughs> them out to do this and i i made this little treasure hunt because i really liked that nicholas cage film have you seen national treasure I, I love that movie that's like palpatine's favorite movie so he makes like this whole fetch quest around the universe to like figure out where he's at and he's like oh you you found me could you imagine if they never found him and he's just like deteriorated like oh, he just yeah. like died He just kept
1: cloning himself. He could just keep cloning himself,
0: though. Yeah, except he'd clone himself into Snoke, who's not even Palpatine, but then he's still, like, Palpatine? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. None of this is making sense to me.
1: No, Snoke was cloned from something else.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't read the novelization.
1: No, it's like the comic book series you have to read. Like, they need a comic book series to fill in all the bullshit.
0: Oh, my mistake. It's like
1: Flex Seal. (laughs) Like,
0: <laughs> my, my mistake, I'm going to build an extra room onto my house so that I can hold oh. all the Star Wars content in it.
1: Just so you can understand three movies, like that's yeah. kind of what's going on. That's how much bullshit yeah. uh, Abrams introduced. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh,
1: yeah. like I mean there's just the downside on here. I think like it is all internal consistency. Like if the Emperor is going to come back, he should have been coming back from the beginning because it was never a loose end that needed to be tied up based on the previous right. trilogy, so we don't we don't need to worry about. So if he's gonna come back, he needs yeah. to be there from the beginning, not thrown in as a loose end. That was never a loose end yep. to tie up, just to be the MacGuffin of the last
0: movie. Well, and and now like at the beginning, it's like somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> like they don't even have like apparently it was a voice across the galaxy, but you, they don't even have that in the movie. They like they could have done something to. <laughs> set that up. Instead, they just put it mm-hmm. in the opening crawl. The opening crawl is supposed to get you up to speed. Yeah, not tell you exactly I, what yeah. happened at the very beginning. I mean, there's you know, the like, story
1: Lucas wanted to tell that he's told in interviews. If he'd had the energy to do three more movies, was it's kind of more like the U.S. in Iraq, where it's um, they're trying to do nation building. They're trying to rebuild, and they're dealing with insurg- insurgents and warlords and trying to consolidate power. And that could have been, and that would have stood the test of time a little bit better. Like he incorporated ideas of the Vietnam war and, and the rebels in Vietnam fighting against the U S that's where he got his ideas of rebels and empires was from Vietnam. And that resonated. And I think this idea of trying to world build and establish democracy and learn how it's not that easy.
0: Well, and now they're kind of doing that in the Mandalorian where there's like these warlords and these different factions and there's these remnants of the empire and all of that makes sense. Like that's realistic. That's what would happen. You don't blow up the death star. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right guys. So uh democracy set up. Um, yeah. Everything's good. Everybody, everybody's feeling good in this, in this galaxy. Oh yeah. We're loving this. This is the best place ever. It's, it's like, no, there's like people who were really on the side of the empire who were not on the second Death Star when it blew up.
1: The I'd see Lucasfilm going more towards series because then they can flesh this out. I think they're realizing that it's hard to make three movies that will appease all fans. You know what I mean? But they can, or any fans, but they can do it. They can manage it in a series, right? They can flesh things out enough.
0: Okay, we need to talk about the resurrections. Chewie died. That was like the first one. Right, Chewie dies on when when Ray uses the Force lightning, and then it's like the next scene. It's like, oh, he didn't actually die. And it's like, what? What do you like? What do you mean? There was no way for the audience to figure that out beforehand because we only saw one transport in the whole thing. There was one transport on that planet, but apparently, Chewie Chewie wasn't on that one. And then and then you have um and then you have c3po dies and that was like a heartfelt like i felt that and then they're like oh it's a good thing r2d2 keeps a backup and then you have ray dies kylo dies and then was it like ray dies again and then kylo like brings her back again or like it's like
1: i thought she only died once
0: i don't know i don't know there were so many death fakeouts. And this thing, I don't remember what happened. And then I guess there's a little bit of friction when you transfer your life force over so it doesn't, like, last. Each time you transfer it, there's less and less available to to save the other person. Um, yeah, and then they kiss, and then it's over. Wow, amazing. I loved all those deaths um, that didn't have any emotional impact or weight for more than five seconds.
1: Like, when you're getting rapid fire, like, it's just, like, uh so, yeah, I think my last grievance against these movies was just like introducing so many new characters and introducing established actors just throughout. Like it, that's nothing. That's something Star Wars never did and, and always tried to stay away from. And then it's just like let's shove in, like in the last in the last Jedi, Benicio del Toro. Now let's shove in Carrie Russell. Now let's just shove in. Let's just shove more people right. in here as if we didn't have enough to deal with well, already like there's a lack of simplicity there's a lack
0: of coherence yeah it almost becomes too big for itself right and yeah, and because different. and it doesn't help that the fandom does its little you know fan casting thing right mm-hmm. and then you end up getting getting these additional issues of like okay well that you know that took me out of it or there's this person in there did you see that cameo oh did you know so and so was in the movie you know, did you know uh, so-and-so had a cameo? Because now all everyone in Hollywood is a Star Wars fan. And so then they all want cameos, which I get. Like, I think that would be rad. If somebody offered me a cameo in Star Wars, of course I would say yes. I don't care how well-known and universe-breaking that might be. It'd be awesome. But yeah, it definitely, Star Wars has veered away from it. It's like simplicity, um, I feel like. But... I'm no authority on the matter, so if you enjoyed it, good for you. But I thought the sequel trilogy sucked.
1: I think we've established that, yeah. I think the problem is, and I wonder if it's just a trend thing, is that we can't just have a simple trilogy. Like, you have the MCU, you have the, even the Harry Potter one. Like, that's getting up to 10 or 11 movies.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna get up (laughs) at all anymore. They, like, butchered... uh, the second fantastic beasts movie like that was such a bad just a just a dumb stupid stupid mm-hmm. stupid movie i honestly like yeah it was really really bad
1: sure but like regardless of how bad it was they still got that one up to ten movies like you just got these mega mega franchises right. and we've gotten so into like binge watching series that i don't know if there's ever going to be a simple trilogy ever
0: and they all have to set up like because they all have to set up the next thing right like yeah uh avengers end game set up you know the disney plus shows right yeah. and then you get yeah and whenever something whenever something happens it's like make sure you tune in to blah 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 blah, blah. and this is actually a, a problem i realized Uh, The other week, um, while we're recording this, uh, the Marvel What If series is still coming out slowly. It's still trickling out. And when I was watching the third episode, I was sitting there watching it and I thought, I think I'm just watching this because I feel like I have to. Like, because because I watched the MCU movies and now I feel like everything that they make that's easily consumable like that, like, I have to watch it. I have to tune in so that I know what's going on. And so I after that finished I'm like I'm not anymore. I like I'm done. And and I've made the decision with Star Wars, with Marvel, with DC, I've never cared that much about anyways about all of these things. I've made the decision I am going to just watch the things that I think I will really appreciate and enjoy. That's it. So like Shang-Chi, I'm going to see in the theaters because I like the lead actor and I want to support his career. And Spider-Man, I'm going to see in the theaters because Spider-Man was one of the first movies I ever saw in the theaters. So, and I love it, so I'm going to go and see that. But Doctor Strange, I don't think I'll see it in the theaters. If I'm at a friend's house and they put it on, I'll watch it. But I'm not going to go out of my way. But at the same time, even though I'm changing this, and i'm changing how i consume content i worry that i'm not going to be able to enjoy it because i didn't watch the 10 other supplementary series that have their little tie-in and now i'm going to be watching you know the next season of the mandalorian and have no idea who so-and-so is because i didn't watch you know x episode of star wars visions or something which i know star wars visions is like separate from all that stuff but you know what i mean like I feel like I'll be missing out because I I skipped one series.
1: So like I never watched Black Panther. I never watched Thor the Dark World. I missed the first Captain America. I missed Iron Man 3,
0: but I still loved all the Avengers movies. And maybe maybe they've done a good job with it and hopefully they continue if, to do that.
1: I think they've done they've done a decent enough job where you're not reliant on seeing other movies in the series to understand. Right the overall story. I think they've done a good enough job with that. So be at peace, my child.
0: Thank you. Thank you, father.
1: (laughs) Your, your, your enjoyment of uh, Marvel movies will not diminish by not watching the what if series. I hope not,
0: but, um, (laughs) yeah, any, any final closing thoughts on fandom on this movie on just the ridiculousness of the entire Skywalker saga. Um, as they call it. I think with
1: the sequel trilogy, it's actually a life lesson where like you need to have a plan. And this is people winging it the day of the presentation. And you think that like at this level, nobody could let something like that happen. But this is really people just doing the worst that they can at their job. And I think it's kind of, it's like, hey, it can happen at any level of performance where people just don't think or plan so just make sure you think and and have a plan before you jump into something
0: yeah and you will do a better job than everyone who was in charge of this sequel trilogy amen i just wish there was like a knights of ren tv show or something that like i would watch that do something awesome with the knights of ren because they got screwed
1: All right, so confession time, I read spoilers. And research shows that people who read spoilers end up enjoying movies more. They say that there's something about going into a movie, knowing what's going to happen, that helps you appreciate what's going on. And if you think about it, why do you rewatch your favorite movies or TV episodes? You know the spoilers already. Why would you watch it again? I think it's because we love the story more than the destination. Anyway, I found that reading spoilers... Before seeing movies helps me accept reality, especially for movies that end up being very disappointing. That's what happened to me with Rise of Skywalker. I read all the leak spoilers, and I found out how lame it was. I was disappointed, but then I was able to accept that disappointment and move on. So when I watched the movie in the theater, I ended up enjoying it a little bit more than if I'd been blindsided by all the poor decisions. The thing that was really disappointing for me was that you could see the two movies J.J. Abrams had originally planned to make, but they were crammed into one. The Last Jedi was supposed to be about Rey and Luke searching for Sith horcruxes and looking for hints about how Voldemort Palpatine never actually died. Then Luke squares off with Kylo Ren and sacrifices himself and Rey suffers some kind of defeat. Then Kylo Ren learns about that Palpatine never truly died and goes to Mustafar and uncovers the Sith Wayfinder as the screen fades to black. Then we would have had time to fully flesh out what The Last Skywalker should have been. Now, at the same time, seeing what could have been made me feel a little bit better about the whole sequel trilogy.